square fielder. He's gone to the dogs. Welcome to the Gone to the Dogs podcast. Do we have a good one for you today? Uh, You had to be under a rock this past weekend if you weren't aware of the Joy Super Hunt down in the Lone Star State of Texas. I think everybody in the Coonhound world was perched in front of their uh, YouTube devices (laughs) this weekend. I know I was. I look forward to it. I I thought uh, it was coming on at 6 o'clock. Well, that was central time, so I had to wait an extra hour. And I even uh, convinced Ella to watch it with me, and she enjoyed it. So uh, today we have the the stars of that show, really. One of them was uh, in the wings, and the other one was front stage and center. We've got, uh, of course, the winner of the Joy Super Hunt with the Tree and Walker female Lone Pine Lady. Uh, the handler, the guy that did the driving, made the calls, and emerged the winner, John Strickland. How you doing, John? Hey, Steve. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Do I sound good? Do I sound like I'm really uh, on TV? sound very enthusiastic. Yeah, you enthusiastic. sound like uh, I, I am. Hotel. I am. There you go. I am, man. I am pumped. And that behind-the-scenes guy, the guy that uh, the engineer, let's call him the uh, the founder and uh, and uh, creator, the navigator, the navigator, uh, navigator. Okay, the navigator <laughs> from up in the Keystone State of Pennsylvania, Mister Randy Smith, my bud. How you doing, Randy? Great, fellas. How are you? Oh, we're good. 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 Couldn't be better. Man, I am so happy that you guys found time in a busy schedule, I'm sure, to, to visit with me a little bit this week because my listeners, I'm sure, are going to be wanting to know all they can about this. As I was thinking about bringing you guys on, I had to think back to a time actually would have been around the early, let, let me think here, early 2000s, I was at the Grand American, and I was representing PKC at that time. And, of course, the Grand American at that time was a UKC-licensed event. It had been with the AKC before. And uh, I got together there on the grounds at the fairgrounds with Wayne Cavanaugh of UKC, and Bill Speck, who was in the performance division at AKC, and we discussed this very thing of getting the world champions of all three registries together. And uh, everybody was in in agreement that it would be a great thing and that we would, would like to do it. Of course, we'd have to have the consent of the contestants. And back in those days... (coughs) excuse me, back in those days, when a guy won a world championship, he pretty much parked that dog and didn't hunt him anymore. And uh, so the question uh, presented itself, would these guys be willing to hunt? Long story short is that we didn't get it done. I don't know if it was my fault or Wayne's or, or Bill's, but 
we didn't get it done. But long here, probably 20 years later, we see Josh Michaelis and Wade. Is it Grasowitz? Do I pronounce that right? Wade's last name? Yes. Okay. Anyway, lo and behold, we've got a super hunt involving the UKC world champion, the PKC world champion, and the top money winning dog in pro sport, which uh, unfortunately AKC is not that big a player anymore. So anyway, that's what we ended up with last week. Let me ask you uh, guys, just kind of get us rolling here a little bit. How's this feel to win a hunt of this magnitude? Either one of you want to go? Yeah, go ahead, Randy. What was the question, Steve? I didn't catch okay. the last part. All right. I said, what you know? What are you feeling right now about winning this thing, and what significance do you put in it? And you know, just from a personal basis, uh, to me, you know, I think most people would say, "Man, that's, that's really amazing." But uh, well, how do this, you feel this, about it? this last? you know, year and a couple months or whatever has been, you know, just a, just a dream of mine coming true since I got with John and, and, uh, the, you know, it's, uh, it's like this. I've been for about 35 years here since I got to be partners with Tom Strang and we've been breeding dogs and trying to keep getting something better. I've been waiting to be noticed for about 35 years, you know, and it finally, it finally happened and it's, you know, it happened with a few of the dogs now here and they've been doing really well and kind of, you know, put my place in history here and I'm just very grateful for it. And I'm, I feel really blessed that it's, it's all worked out like this. And I could have, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, to keep doing something bigger, but I never dreamt that it could have gone this well. So I'm just, it's it's humbling and I'm very very appreciative of everybody involved. It's because it, it it takes a lot of work from a lot of people to make stuff like this happen. John, what are you feeling right now after all this? I know you were Mister Cool last as I watched that video, and I liked your remarks about going into the final cast and all, and how you know this was the you made it sound like it was the easy part, but. Uh, you know, feel that way steve i mean it when you do the work and, and you put your time in and, and uh you know you dig, dig the ditch per se once the, the ditch is done laying the pipe is the easy part you know you, you get your ditch your pipe just lays down in there and that's what i was trying to say when when ben was interviewing me on the way and, and i'm like man this is this is the fun i mean the work was done months ago you know the work was done driving the 15 hours straight the, the work was done when randy bred the dogs uh and when austin and randy and all those guys hunted and trained and got them started that that was the work this is this is the icing you know and and uh you know when you when you know you, you you've got everything together and, and everything's worked out right and you're there and you're at the top of the top of the pinnacle it's just it's time to sit there and look out and enjoy the view you know, and that's the kind of attitude that I take over that. You know, it just, uh, like I said, I, I, I'm enjoying the view. That's, that's the easiest way to put it. 
Well, it's a it's a lofty view for sure. You know, I could have never imagined how quickly everything in my world right now moves very fast. My dad told me when I was fifty years, he said, "When you get to be fifty, it's going to move incredibly fast for you." The years. And that's where I am right now. And when I look at this to see how far we've come, you know, I look back at the days when we had our first website and had our first message board and did our first play-by-play, you know, typing it out. And I laughed last night as I looked at those little symbols by the scores, the C and the P, P for pending and all that. And I'm telling them, that's the stuff I did right at first in the back in those earliest days to try to show people what's going on, you know. And now I look at it and see how fast it's it's accelerated and it just keeps getting better and better and equipment's better and and communication's better and also the world's moving very very fast for me right now and i'm i'm like uh, <laughs> i'm like maybe some of the handlers last night on the cast i'm really struggling to keep up a little bit but anyway uh wow what a ride you know it's um well i, I uh for my listeners out there, you know, I think a lot of people think, well, this level, I'll never attain that level. I, you know, my my pond I'm going to swim in is going to be the local club, and I'm going to try to make a night champion out of my dog or whatever. What what do you guys recommend? Do you recommend that these young guys that come into the sport and so forth that they set aim for the stars or just be happy? to let things develop slowly. What do you think about that? Well, whenever whenever I first started hunting and I started to go to some competition hunts, the first first couple hunts I went to, they still I had a grade dog that I hunted. So that mm-hmm. was <laughs> that was humble beginnings, but I always told myself in the beginning there as I looked in the magazine and I, you know, soaked in all those pedigrees and all that stuff. I thought if I could just ever make one grand night champion, I'd be happy. So I guess if everybody starts out like that, anybody could do it. If you really put your heart and soul into it, I guess, you know, it's just depends on what, you know, how goal driven you are, I guess. John, back when you were hunting Nodhead or maybe some of the earlier dogs than that, did, did you foresee this? You know, Steve, I was, I was always like wanted to, you know, when I first started out, you, you had the three hour UKC hunts and yeah, and it was forever. I, I, you know, it, it's funny. People ask me all the time, but I remember the first time I ever won the first trophy I ever won at a UKC hunt in Richmond Hill, Georgia. It's the very first one I had Paul Sheffield on the cast. Uh, with old or with Dan, a real dog, real machine. And I didn't have very much of a dog. I had a back, which everything stayed together back then. I just had a backpacker, you know, and, and I knew I, I was a kid. I mean, I was, I was young, but, but, uh, I knew when old Dan come with it in there that mine would be there, you know, and, and we were turning out and they was off the chain. We were striking coon, just driving them in there that night. And, and I figured out real quick, hey, they're all barking. I'm gonna get me a strike, and then when old Dan comes with it in there, if anything else is even around, I'm treeing. And and, <laughs> and, and and at the end of the night, I ended up 
like I said, it's three hour hunting. We had, uh, I, I ended up with 1387 and a half. That was the score, three hour hunt. Wow. And left out of there. And, and Paul was kind of like a mentor to me. And uh, it's funny because I rode with him. Now, you're talking about a 14 year old kid, you know? Um, and, and, uh, so we walking out and this guy judging, he says, man, good job, kid. Good job. You did a good job. And old Paul says, oh no, oh no. He didn't win this cast. And this guy said, yes, he did. He said, oh no, oh no. I, I, I won this cast. And this guy says, no, Miss Paul, here's the score. You're beat on tiebreaker. And Paul, I rode with him and it was, it, I was guiding. I mean, I was a kid, but I was guiding. I still hunt the place. Doug, Doug Gallagher lives in the middle of the woods that I'm talking about. I hunted that night and, and we, <laughs> Paul left me. He didn't even bring me back to the club. These other guys hauled me back to the club. He just left me. And, <laughs> and then I go down. That's when they had this big, I mean, we had a really nice clubhouse and it had big picnic tables. And they served a good breakfast, you know, and breakfast was two dollars, I never forget. And uh I had my quarters because mom would give me quarters, you know. <laughs> and I I laid my quarters down, I got my big old breakfast. <laughs> I was so happy. Sophie was taller than me. And uh I walked over there. I walked over there and I was high school and dog and all this and I I sat down beside Mr. Paul while he was eating breakfast. And when I sat down he got up and picked his his eggs and his bacon up, and he moved down about four tables and sit back down. <laughs> he didn't like <laughs> to lose, did he? <laughs> oh, he was mad. Paul was a 14-year-old kid that he mentored. I moved with him above, every night, you know, and but Paul made the trophies and built the trophies and sold the trophies, and by God, he wanted to take the big trophies that were expensive home with him because <laughs> this more trophies out of them, you know, so he would win these things, and it was like a 10 or $15 entry fee. But but I remember at that time thinking, you know, I, I remember playing this day thinking one day, one day I'm gonna be like him and expect to win every time. And when somebody beats me, I'm gonna pick up my eggs and move too. <laughs> 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 but, but but what I was saying is I started in the hunts when I was nine years old. And you think about this, and I went to every one I could possibly go to. We I had a guy that loved to run all the local hunts, and they had one every weekend. And I went to, I don't know how many, hundreds of them probably, uh, before I ever won my cast. And that was, a, um, I was like 15 at that time. And that was the first cast that I ever won. <laughs> yeah. So five years before you win a cast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you got to love it. And, uh, well, we always remember back the first ones, you know, I can remember my first trophy. I won at the Southeastern Ohio championship in Barlow, Ohio. My dad drove me up there. I couldn't, I didn't have a license yet. I won sixth place and I rubbed all the paint off of that tree, tree and dog <laughs> on the way home, you know, uh, uh, so excited, you know, about it and all. But yeah, when you get back to those stories of hunting with Mr. Paul, he was a competitor. And I, I want to talk to you guys. I've got so many Paul Sheffield stories. I better not get started. And I know you got a lot more than I do, John. Did you ever hunt with him, Randy? No, I didn't. Yeah, no. Yeah. I just was, recall was, one he little was, thing. He was during when, the yeah, go during ahead. the time uh, when I started coon hunting. I. I uh, was down at Tony Daviducks whenever he had uh, litter out of World Champion Joey and Hardwood Dan. Uh, yeah, 
that that was when I started getting around and meeting people and things was during his tenure. I remember, remember well, he was, uh, had, had a monthly photo shoot in the magazine. Right. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. You know, Steve, another one, he, now this is the, that was the first time I hunted with him. Okay. And the last time I hunted with him, um, now I'm a grown, grown man and buddy, Electric's like a second dad to me, and him and Buddy, you know, rode everywhere together later on in life. They yeah. were best friends. Yep. And uh, I rode, I was hunting habits, and uh, it's funny, I was hunting on habit, and Buddy kept ragging me about, I hated Waycross, Georgia. I mean, you hunt feeder buggers, and you got oh, the yeah. dog meat swimming. It was awful. It wasn't my kind of hunting. And he'd always rag me. Oh, habit tree of coon down here. He'll solidify himself as a coon dog in my mind. I don't care how much you win. And so finally, they was having a little old 50 or 15 or whatever. I don't know what it was. Hunt. It was on a Friday night. And, and I said, I'm coming. And he laughed. I said, I'm coming. He laughed. I said, you'll see. I'm coming down there. And I get down there. <laughs> and uh, I draw. Uh, I'm hunting habit. And I draw Buddy. And I draw Paul. <laughs> Three dogs has. Oh, boy. And, uh, they had me judging, and I looked at Buddy. I said, oh, no, I'm not judging. He said, oh, you are? I said, no, you're friends. You can handle that cantankerous old sucker. I'm not judging him. He's a, <laughs> you know, he just, he's cantankerous, and he, he can't hear a lick. He cannot hear anything, and no matter what you do, it's going to be wrong, so I'm not judging. And we get down there, and old Habit put on a clinic, get right out the truck, Oh, Habit had a big old mouth. We turned loose and about three minutes passes and all of a sudden they're about 700. Wow. Wow. On the second mark. And I said to Buddy, that's two because down there you might not go an hour and not three two. I said, that's two. I was going to make you, you know, three before I struck you. And I said, that's two on me. And when I said on me, <laughs> oh, strike old Dan or not Dan, Luke, you look, Luke, Luke, strike him and and uh, they got to laughing, and, and uh, I said, uh, oh, that ain't, that ain't Luke. And he goes, oh, my gosh, he is Luke. And I said, that ain't Luke. You know it. He goes, oh, it's Luke. And now he's free. And I just said, well, buddy, strike me and free me, you know. And, and buddy said, Mr. Paul, you, you, uh, you minus. And, and uh, he grumbled, went in and found this coon. And, <laughs> and uh, turn back loose. Now Luke opens in there, and uh, he don't say nothing. He just he's running his track. I mean, this goes on for thirty seconds. He's driving his track. Finally, buddy says, "Mr. Paul, I need you to strike." He goes, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Your dog." And he goes, "Well, I figure you two knew my dog better than I did, so I just let y'all do one strike." <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's the thing as we get older we do get get gang tankers sometimes. One little quick story, you know, I had a lady tell me one time on the during the Purina races, probably out in Indiana or somewhere, and she's looking over there at Paul in his bib overalls and his tennis shoes and before the hunt and he she said, Don't you feel sorry for that old man having to hunt with those guys that he's having to hunt against? I said, Lady, you don't need to worry about that old man. You need to worry about those boys. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, we'll always remember Paul Sheffield. He was an icon in our sport, and and I knew him when I was in college in Lakeland, Florida. I'd stop by and see him on my way back home to West Virginia. He was hunting plot dogs back then. Well, walk me through this thing. Uh, uh, let's teach. Uh, let's make this a teachable moment. Uh, during the year, uh, guys, were you thinking about this hunt at all, at all with Lady, or was this just something that happened after the year was finished and she was sitting on top of the pro sport world? Was there a goal involved, or did it just happen? Steve, there's so many hunts um, nowadays going on, and there's so many of the bigger hunts that, that, I mean, I don't know about Randy, but my goal is, is just to win as many of the biggest and baddest and best that there is. Right. And if it had been the Joy Super Hunt or the Steve Fielder Paul Sheffield Invitational, and it was huge and had the hoopla, and then mm-hmm. that's what you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what yeah. my mind is getting ready for. I, there, there's so many, and and. I mean, I still got two, three businesses I run, and and you know, Randy, I tell you, I don't, I just don't. My brain, I have a hard time thinking outside the box. I'm kind of focused straight ahead, and that next one, and mm-hmm. I ain't even think about the following. So when we get through with this one, then I'll worry about the next one, you know. And that that's just kind of how I'm wired it right now. Maybe I'll change as I get a little older, but that's just just, just how it is. That's one at a time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Randy, from your perspective, uh, and I don't need to get real deep into the weeds when talking about your you guys' partnership and all that, but do you do you just kind of sit back and let John decide which ones he's going to, or do you guys discuss them coming up, or how does that work? No, after he gets back from one, usually all I say is, where are you going to next? That's all I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's all <laughs> up to John and you know, I, we, we talked the other day and I said, you know, he, I, I said about, I was disappointed. I wasn't able to go out there. I really wanted to go, but I, I just had so much going on here with a couple litters of real young pups and everything that I just mm-hmm. didn't feel comfortable doing it, you know? And I just said to John, I said, the best thing that we can do is, is that, you know, you, you do what you do and, I do what I do here, and we'll just it. You know, we'll just keep it going like that. It'll just kind of work it. out to be the yeah. joy yep. super. <laughs> yeah. It worked. Yeah. It worked. Right. It worked. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. The thinking here, yeah, and it just kind of works out. Where you win a truck, or you win a hundred thousand dollars, or you, or you win. Well, you know, this is was this the second year for this Joy Super Hunt? It was, yes, yeah, yeah. I I didn't pay a lot of attention to it last year. I, I don't know, but boy, I did this year. It seemed like I had it really piqued my interest, and uh, and a lot of other people too. And uh, uh, what do you I, think? Well, Go ahead. I think it was advertised and made known through social media and whatnot a lot more this year. Yeah. Um, and I think Josh did a lot better job of, of you know promoting it. 
And I think that EHS series, the Elite Handler series, has helped it, you yeah. know, um, mm-hmm. more so. And I, I think it, I think it's just going to continue to grow. Um, I really do. And I, yeah. and I think that one day it will be something. But I think now that it's going to be something that people strive for. You know, it's it's brand new, so it's hard to get going when something's brand new. But once it gets going and people see it, I think you'll have more people this year. You know. Mm-hmm. Trying to get there, fighting to get there than you did last year. No, continue. Kind of like the TOC deal with, with UKC. I, I told Alan the first year, I'm like, man, this ain't, this, you ain't seen nothing. Get ready. This, this mm-hmm. is going to take off. And, and I, Alan asked me who wins, who wins this hunt. And that's a whole nother story. I told him who I thought won it. And, and I said for the four, first four or five years, that's who wins this hunt. And so far it's fell right in place to exactly what I, I said, you know, and, and uh, that that hunt, for example, is taking off, and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, because it's more publicity and more people mm-hmm. knowing about it. Yeah, I I saw the other day. I think Trevor posted there was over fourteen hundred uh, right. dogs are qualified for the for the regionals or whatever. And, and I think the first year, Steve, it was like eight something. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I it's it certainly is. You know. Uh, as I'm thinking about this, the potential here uh, for guys to get behind the registry, I think, it is is kind of cool. I know that probably the UKC guys were most of them were rooting for Cookie in this hunt, and and uh, and the PKC guys were probably rooting for Tank, and and then here, of course, you with the pro sport organization, and. Uh, you're kind of there's not as many of you guys, uh, pro sport guys, as there is in UKC or PKC. So, you, do you think you were the underdog going into this hunt in any uh, way? Uh, <laughs> the underdog. <laughs> there's yeah. About it. I mean, Randy, you answer that question. Go ahead. Well, yeah. No matter what organization it is, it's it's it, it's still. It's still about the dog, you know, but I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I guess the way, what I seen, I guess they were probably seemed like there was more people pulling for the other guys. And I mean, I'm sure they got good reason. Them, those dogs are powerhouses too, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, I've, we, we've always been kind of in the back burner back here. We're out of the mainstream of coon hunting and everything. So I guess, yeah, I guess we would be, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, uh, uh, a little bit away from what those guys are in the mainstream, but I didn't, I didn't think that. Well, were. yeah, I didn't mean to imply that either you or John were feeling like no, you were no. the underdog. Yeah, I yeah. think you know, like you knew what yeah. you had going. I, I feel like I feel like this, Steve. Um, you know, anytime we got a big hunt. Uh, I, I've been doing it so long and, and I've been fortunate enough to pack some good dogs and, and team up with some people that's on some good dogs. And, and gosh, I've been doing it so long. I guess I've, I've learned not to be nervous and not to be, do a whole lot of stupid mistakes, which I still will make a, a bonehead call every now and then, you know, they cost us. But, but, uh, so it, it seems like if you got, a, a hunt coming up and you get down to it, it, it seems like I get my fair share of people 
pulling for John or saying John or John and Lady or John and Paige or John and Buster, whoever, you know, uh, country. I I get my fair share. But for some reason in this event, um, I didn't didn't see much of that. It seemed like Joey and and Cookie, uh, more so Cookie than anybody, and it may just because UKC Hmm. um, had more of a, a fan base, or not saying a fan base, but I'm just saying more people saying they can't beat him, they can't beat him, they can't beat him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I think there were more people thinking that Cookie was going to walk away with this thing than than, mm-hmm. than the other, anybody else, you know, including, yeah. including Tank. And then Tank, and then, and then us last. And, and, and it might have been because they actually won a world hunt, and, and we was the pro, pro sport didn't have a world hunt, so we was the dog of the year, the most money winning of, of the whole year, mm-hmm. you know, so or cast when have they they go. Maybe maybe that was the reason. But I, I did feel like this in the hunt. And normally I don't feel like that. You know, normally yeah. I feel I'm I'm I've got as much people rooting for me as, as anybody else, you know. And but this one I did feel that way. Yeah. Well if you want want to feel the effects of that that registry effect, just try going to work for all three didn't own registries <laughs> at the I'm time. <laughs> and you yeah, will I'm soon bad. figure out, you know, when I left uh, UKC to go to PKC, oh, my gosh, you know. And <laughs> then <laughs> even then leaving PKC to go, of all things, to AKC. And right after I did that move, the – the wisdom of the board of AKC decided to come by and support a bill called PAWS uh, that, and then the Humane Society of the United States decided to support that too. So that put me in bed with them. And and you, so you'll find out real quick about those breed registry loyalties, and they do exist. I don't think as much now as before, but I. Uh, Oh, boy, I remember when I first went to PKC, Ronnie Bone, who's a friend of mine, but saying, you know, he came up and he recalled to uh, to me, right, face to face. He said, I remember when you stood up and said, you guys, you boys from PKC, all they're doing is is uh, playing a game with dogs. They're not r- really coon hunting. They're just gambling. <laughs> Now I don't remember saying that exactly, but that's the way he remembered it. You know, it, it's so funny how how things are clickish. It's like, for example, um, when I—I I mean, I've been doing this a long time, you know. And and uh, when I went and hunted the first automobiles I ever hunted in, and I hunted Apollo in, um, mm-hmm. and I won it, you yeah. know. And and I got there and. Most of the time, everybody's, hey, John, or, you know, I know people. And I get there, and, and Alec knew me, and there was just a handful that knew me. Well, I win this thing, and they have their big Sunday awards ceremony, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I get this dog, and I walk across there. And I, I heard with my own ears, like three or four people say, who is that? You know, he's won this. <laughs> he's won this hunt. Who in the world is that? Come down here and win our hunt. Who is that? You know, like. Like I was the brand new first, you yeah. know, first time I ever been any kind of deal. Who is that? Who is yeah. that? And and I remember Jason Cooper standing there and and, mm. and laughing, you know. And they were we drew out that final cast and uh, 
Randy Gad had a dog in there, and there was an old guy standing in the back, and he says, uh, he's standing by Jason Cooper, and, and Jason said, this old man looked at him, a big diehard UKC guy, and said, well, I can tell you who ain't going to win it. And Jason said, this. They said that, that guy right there without a polo dog, there ain't, ain't no way he can win it. He, he ain't been around long enough. But Jason said, that's so that's an old Lord, dude. You don't even know who that is, you know. And <laughs> and, uh, and then to, yeah. to go forward, so I go to Michigan, and I draw this this kid. with I call him a kid. He's a young man, Austin. Also, if you listen to that, I, I don't mean kid, kid, but I looked at you as a kid then and still do. Uh, I draw this kid, you know, and and this little old lady just starts putting on a little clinic to 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 us, and and I'm I'm Hunt Apollo, and we've been very successful winning, and 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 yeah, on the way home, I'm on the phone with Rickliff, and I'm like, who who the hell is this? This Randy Smith guy, you know, and. Just like, oh my God, you've been living under a rock. You know who Randy Smith is? And I'm like, he's won a world hunt, Lone Pine. I'm like, I think I've heard that Lone Pine name, but I ain't got a heck, no clue who the heck Randy Smith is. You know, you need to, I don't get it. I said, all I can tell you, and, and what I want to know, I wanted a dog. So I'm like, well, what kind of guy is he? Is he, you know, is he Willie Sell? And where'd the dog come from? And Jeff laughed. He said, he ain't going to sell that dog, but. <laughs> anyway, it's funny how you start there and you yeah. get to where you're at. That's right. That's right. And uh, those those registry lines in the past have been very tightly drawn. You know, it reminds me of NASCAR years ago. You were a Ford guy or a Chevy guy or a, or a uh, you know, and then when Toyota came in, oh, my God, you know. But, uh, yeah. So maybe that's going to continue on a little bit and maybe create a little more competition for this super <laughs> Yeah, I went, to a, I, went, I went to a RQE. Um, I was hunting country, you know, and, and I went to an RQE. This was before the Apollo deal. And, and I went to an RQE up in, uh, I think it was Muncie, Indiana. And um, I get there and, and I don't know anybody. I know no one there. And I walk in and, and, uh, I had energy yet. I was going to wait a little while, you know, cause they knew country's name, but I was just going to wait. They're all sitting around and this guy over there in the corner, I, I, they had a recliner there and I sit in this recliner and this guy looks at me. Look, I know he kept looking at me and, and I was sitting over there and I was on the phone. And I was off and Rick Stretch ended up coming and he, he wasn't there yet though, but Rick knew all of them, you know, so. And so then finally this guy, this guy gets up and comes and sits down and looks at me. He says, I know who you are. <laughs> like, real I know who you are. I'm like, you do? He goes, yeah, you John Strickland, you hunt that big country dog, ain't you? I said, yeah, did you bring him tonight? I said, yeah. I ended up signing up and I, I won the whole thing, high scoring dog. And, and, uh, when I left, when I left, uh, when I come back, that guy's like, I told you boys, this is the older gentleman there. So I told you boys, I told you, you know, it was like, he had two to Well, I tell you what, I, I guess I'm going to have to get royalties when I called you the greatest competition mind in the game. And then I saw your buddy Judas calling you the goat and, uh, and all that, I need to get royalties on that because I, I think I'm the one that started that. 
But no, I tell you what, John, you've had an amazing, amazing career, and uh, and it's all about the dogs. Did I lose somebody? I hear something. Somebody's phone beeping. Might be mine. I don't know. Uh, let me see here. What? Yeah, I think that was my phone. Well, okay. Tell me a little bit about the process here. Uh, you know, you you end up. At the end of the year, in pro sport, do you remember how much money you guys won in 23? Anybody? John, I don't know. John, he knows. He, he knows more than me. Is that, did we lose John? You know, that might have been John calling yeah, in. Yeah, I think we, um, think let we lost him. Let me see if I can get, get him back. Okay, let me see here. Folks, bear with us just a minute. The trouble is not in your set. <laughs> we can get John back on the line. And uh, I don't know here. Uh, okay, we're going to pause this recording right here, Randy, just for a second. And see if we can get John back. Okay, we had a little interruption there in the phone service, but uh, no worries. We're all together again. I wanted to ask you guys about the process. Um, I I had asked the question about uh, how much, what the earnings were, uh, and Randy kind of deferred to you, John. Do you remember what lady earned last year in pro sport? Or do you have any idea? I think total. I was Jordan Mullins and Jacob Bennyfield would be last night. I think total she's uh, she's crested that hundred and fifty thousand mark right now with everything. I got you. Uh, UKC, you know, and pro sport. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and the Invitational. I think she's uh, she's she's over the one fifty. I know for a fact that she's getting close to she's getting between that one fifty and two hundred mark. Um, I've got it written down at my desk, and I was sure, going to add it sure. up and go to the office today, but yeah. I am going to add that up for securities. But I've got every one of them written down. Well, you know, that's, that is an awful lot of money. And uh, those of us who are down here, you know, wallowing around in a plot race <laughs> or a state race or something, that some, seems like a mountain too high to climb for some. But uh, it it came fairly quickly. Let's see. How long have you guys been partnering on Lady? Do either of you remember? Has it been a October, year? October will be two years. Two years. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, that's right. At the PKC World Hunt, she last fall, she or uh, there a year ago, she over a year, she went home with John. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I hunted her all of. Uh, all, I hunted her October, all of November, December, and pretty much all of January. And I didn't put her in a hunt until the uh, truck hunt that we won in Oklahoma. And that, and that was like the end of January, first yeah. of February. Yeah. So I, I hunted her about three months or so before I ever put her into an event, you know, and, and then we went and won it right out the shoot. So. Well, you know, that brings to mind that old expression, and I don't know if it was Vince Lombardi or which one that came up with it, but I know Jerry Maul 
quoted him quite a bit. It's the will to win is not nearly as important as the will to prepare to win. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, you, re, you know, I remember back there when Lady went to John, and I'm thinking, when's she going to put her in a hunt? When's she, you know, because, uh, uh-huh. you know, I've said it many times, you know, I remember Lady when she's eight months old. Uh, but you you put some prep time in on her before you uh, before you went to town. Steve, that's that's kind of I've I've kind of always done that. I I don't know. I'm not saying it's right for everybody, but it's it's right for me. You know, like the country dog. When I got him, I had him for like four months before I put him in a hunt. And I actually kept saying, "When you take him, when you take him." I'm like, "When you're re- when we're ready, not when he's ready, when we're ready." You know, and hmm. and I just, I just, I, I can't feel that calming and that cool, calm, collected, clear thinking if I don't know everything about them. I've got to know everything about them, and once I do, and, and they know what I want, then I feel like, hey, we can beat anybody, and we're not scared of anyone. But until I get, I've never been one I could just take a dog out there. I've seen guys like Slug go, God, he can take a dog you never heard bark and just kill you with him, you know. Yeah. I've yeah. just never been able to do that. I just <laughs> never I've never had that that cool, calm feeling that I need in order to win. Yeah. And and uh, you know. And, and I think that's why when when I make it to the finals, I I, I seem to have more success than if you look up, I, I <laughs> My success rate in the finals are greater than like the first cast because the first cast, if you could get me, I'm, I'm, I'm not as cool and calm and you know it's kind of antsy. But once you get to the finals, it's like a different a different deal. And mm. maybe that's it. I just like to be prepared and ready. I don't, I don't know. Well, it's a confidence thing, I believe. And apparently, with you, each hunt. You know, there's a process of building the confidence for that particular hunt that you've got. You've got all the pieces in the right place, and and right. is that right? Right. Yeah, yeah, I do, and I, I do, and and you know what? I, I'll tell you another thing that's funny that, that it ain't even come up, and it probably never would unless you vocalize it. Is I've got confidence, and like Randy's at home building another one. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I look, and I'm always playing with different dogs and looking and trying, but at the end of the day, I know, hey, I've got a great one, one of the best that's ever lived right here in this pen, and and I'm no fool. I know Randy wants some pups, and he wants to breed, or he wants to carry on that lineage one day, so a lot of people kind of be like, you're getting ready to be out of a job kind of situation, you know, but that ain't, that's never how I feel. I'm like, well, I'm good. He's building another, he's, he's building another great one. You know, there's another one coming. He's Believe on me, there time. is. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I, I know that. So it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm never, I've never had that feeling of where's the next yeah. one going to come from. If that makes sense. Yeah, Randy, that that kicks the ball over on your side, court. That pipeline that you have is proving to be amazing. And I'm amazed by it all the time because you and I are friends, and you share videos with me of, of the dogs, and which I appreciate a lot. And when you get to be my age, I hope you have some of uh, Randy Smith uh, as a friend that will will do the same for you. But what what about that? What about this continuing process? Is there a, a, a particular process that uh, is it just 
the culmination of what you've done for all these years, as you say, or how does this pipeline work? Well, the, the, you know, we, Tom and I and, and Rick and the other, we, I haven't bought a dog in forever. Really. I've only ever really bought just a couple dogs and bought, bought a couple back that were born here and things like that. But here in a, in the last really couple decades or whatever i've just been every time i have a litter of pups i keep one and uh whether it's you know i've had four litters at one time or just one litter i you know i'm dedicated to keep a i keep a pup out of every litter and you've been here you've seen that, that there you know there's always pups running loose here and it's a pretty good atmosphere to you know for a pup to mature and get started and everything and what i what I like to do is get them, get them tree and a coon by themselves. And if I can get them in the hands of somebody in really good coon country, which this, this really isn't, you've been here enough to know that it's not an ideal place to work a pup. You know, you can do it, but it, it's, it's hard to have reliable places where they can hit a coon easy and stuff like that. So if I have somebody like, you know, Clayton Stark, where I can send a, a young dog to for a couple months or so, and they get exposed to a lot of game and they get, you know, eased on in, into becoming, you know, a young adult. Then what I like to do is get them back here and get them conditioned to hunting in rough terrain and scattered coons and, you know, recasting. And, you know, like last night, I, I was hunting well I, if troy isn't hunting because he's in school I, I hunt by myself and i just take you know dogs and set them up to fail like all night long you know that, that just like turning turning a young dog into another dog that's treed and making them go on and tree their own coon and recutting and it's 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 tough work but that's what it takes to to have a winner now and whenever then then they they go from here then to different guys that hunt dogs for me and if we we decide that through the competition end of it that hey this is this is turning into like a world-class dog then and they're going to go another step to you know to try to hit the big leagues with with john or like that and and uh that's the that's the process and it's been you know, going really, really well. I feel overwhelmingly blessed that this, this project is, you know, really blossomed now, you know, it's, it's, it, I've got litters of pups that, you know, guys are, you know, like really fighting over to get, and that's a, that's really a great feeling to have that you, you know, have, you know, 10 generations behind a litter that guys are really that confident to spend hard earned money like that and and you know are really anxious to get them it's 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 huge in in my world you know it's it's like my my life's work you know so it's it's very very fulfilling well I, it comes to mind to me um horse racing you know picking a colt and, and you know all the things that are a filly and all the things that they go through to get to that point and a lot of right things have to happen and pieces to the puzzle and the, and the right trainer and ultimately you know 
the the work routine, all of that. I'm over my I'm in high weeds here because I'm definitely not a horse man. Uh, but anyway, it seems like that you've got that kind of thing going there, whether you actually designed it that way or evolved that way. But I think of a litter, you know, when you bred frog, uh, when you bred uh, Sue the Frogger, and you had those three male pups, and you picked this phenom that you call false prophet. You, it seems to me, and my buddy Keston and I've talked about it, and he's been there to your place a couple times with me. You have a gift for picking the right pup out of the litter. Can I put you on the spot and ask you why did you pick uh, Prophet out of that litter of three pups? They were all beautiful male yep, pups. I, I, I can't ever explain to somebody about why I pick a certain pup that I do. I I just look at them and I it, I go with the gut feeling that I have and I very seldom from the time that they're little wee till they go to leave I I usually no, don't change my mind. You know, like I just mm-hmm. see them and um, you know, unless it would be something, you know, that I see or they're that that I don't like, but it's just it's just a gut feeling that I get, uh, and I can look back through, you know, twenty five females that I picked here through the last, you know, ten fifteen years or whatever, and and I can remember them from, you know, the time that they were ready to leave, and like you know when I picked baby out, you know, it was like she was the whitest one of the bunch, and. You know, I had people say, "Look at them, they're, them, them, the blanket back ones." You know, I said, no, I don't. And, and it, it just, there's just, I, I can't explain it. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I just, I, I really can't. I don't. I don't go through any process about, you know, do they have a black roof in their mouth? Do they? <laughs> nothing. A tree you know, knot. Nothing, <laughs> yep. Nothing other than I just, you know, just get an, uh, get an affection for a certain one. And I just pick them and I, and the, the thing about, uh, you know, a lot of people say, how do you pick the best one? All, you know, it's, it's like, since this has been my life's work, I have confidence in that pup that if I give it the right opportunity and I let it mature at its own pace and I don't get in the way of nature, I just groom it to be that they, that they work out they make it and some of them you know i i sent you a video the other day of a, a, a little pup here that she's she must be <laughs> three three months old and she's you know she comes around the side of the building and there's a coon sitting there in a cage and she she just like what the heck and just blows up you know that's that's the way lady was i i can remember i can remember from the from the day that she, it happened with her, you know, that she just come around the side of the building there and seen a coon and just, it, she just exploded, you know, and that's, there's, I, I just can't, I can't explain it. I, I don't have any, I don't hey, have Steve. any reason. Yeah, John. See, it might not be the, the miraculously uh, marvelous picking that he's doing, but any of them might've made it. Maybe it's the, the training and the time and the effort that he puts in them. You think? Maybe, maybe <laughs> just, there's a slight chance that he's not the wizard of pickers. You know, he's just, uh, 
Jack puts it all in no matter what he picks. You know what I'm saying? There's a good yeah. chance there, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, when you go to Lone Pine Kennels there on top of the hill in Catanning, Pennsylvania, number one is a beautiful place, immaculate grounds. And looks like a lodge that you check into out west somewhere. But if if you spend the night there at daylight, if you look out the window of the apartment there that he has for visitors, you're going to see a guy down there at the kennel in a probably a Carhartt coat or some kind of, you know, and he's cleaning kennels and he's letting puppies out and he's doing this and he's doing that. And I mean at daylight if it's raining or not or whatever. Randy, I'm not trying to blow you up here, though, but you're the most dedicated houndsman I've ever seen in your operation. Well, and, and, you know, and you, <laughs> you've you brought it to another, another level with these, this pop, pup operation that you have now uh, and, and all. But so the old saying, uh, maybe, John, I think what you're trying to say, John, is the harder you work, the luckier you get, maybe, right? Well, yeah, that, and not only, I really, I don't understand if you, if you look at some of the stuff like social media today, it's, it's the rich man, and I don't understand why in the world he would be out there in his Carhartt jacket. I mean, he's the rich man. He don't have to do any of that. He just buys a dog or gets these dogs and they fall right into it. I, I don't understand why Randy Smith would be out there cleaning his own dog pen. He, after all, just look at social media and it shows him as the rich man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. why does he got to do all that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just don't get it, do they? Uh, you know, I've, I've always, I told Larry Meeks one time, I've always liked to associate myself with successful people. <laughs> Not for the fact that maybe they're going to toss me a bone now and then, but for the fact that I learn things, you know, and it makes me a better person to be around someone that's successful. And uh, that I, I've always, but we tend to do that, don't we? We say, well, he's just got a gift, you know. He, he's got the touch. He's got the knack. But... Uh, I think it comes down to being a, the knowledge of, of a lifetime spent with hounds is probably, and that strong work ethic. And <laughs> I don't want to blow you up too much here, Randy, being the most driven guy I've ever met in my life <laughs> when so. it comes to getting something done. You know, you're going to get it done. So I hope my listeners out here are getting all this. That, uh, you know, the, all this success just doesn't happen. It comes with a price. Uh, but it can be a labor of love and and can be worth the effort. Would you guys say that? Absolutely. No, no, no doubt about it. What, what you said, you want to surround yourself around successful people. I, I've always kind of used the saying that, that I don't want your cookie. I just want the crumbs. If I get enough crumbs, I can make my own cookie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
That's pretty good. That's, That's right. pretty good. Yep. Well, what was the process really? I mean, once you earned all this money in pro sport, then you get a letter from them or something and saying you're invited, or does Josh call you up and say, "Hey, you know, you're invited to the, to the to the hunt"? And was there any discussion between you guys as to whether you wanted to participate or anything like that? No, it, it's kind of about halfway through the year. You know, you're, you're kind of common knowledge that, hey, this hunt's coming and the, and the guy that's at the top is going to be the one to go represent pro sport. So at that point, it kind of, you know what I mean? It kind of just falls in and, and you know it, you know, and, and then yes, you, you get a, I hate to say a letter, you get a phone call, which when you talk to different people all year long, it, it's kind of a well, phone yeah, call and sure. common conversation. It's like, hey, dude, you you guys are three wins away from uh, so-and-so, and, you know, mm-hmm. in other words, you're right there in the top you, to maintain it. So-and-so's right behind you and to maintain this and to get to get a super hunt, you know, you might have to kick it in gear. That's kind of kind of what it is. You know? I got you. I got you. Was that a goal for you at the beginning beginning of the year, Randy? To to make this hunt? Yes. No, no, nope. It's just a it's just a pleasant surprise. It, it you know, and she was she was close even to the other division, the shootout division. You know, she she was right there. She she did she did what she was supposed to do mostly, but you know, most of the time and. She's got her little peccadillos now and again, but she's she's a consistent coon in the tree, you know, consistent, hard, really hard hunting female that is easy to call and pretty easy to win with. When you say, John, boy, he just gutted me just that quick, didn't he, Steve? He yeah, didn't give you a bit of credit. Well, hey, Rizzo runs right under. No, he is. He is. I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, there's some things that at different levels, little tweaking you have to do and, and whatnot, you know. But for the most part, once you figure out, she's she's the same thing. I, it's like I told Randy either this morning or yesterday, you know, and, and I'll just share on, on here what it was. But it was only like two things that, that I needed to work on with her, you know, to make her complete. And I about... Uh, I started hunting, getting ready for this hunt, I don't know, a couple months ago with her. And, and then, like, the last four four weeks, five weeks, I, I just stepped it up and did nothing, nothing. Did, I didn't worry about her making a bad tree. She made a bad tree, I'd get on her, but I wasn't, like, worried, and, you know, hunting and, and whipping her and making sure that don't happen. That was never in my mind. All that was there, just a couple things that needed work on. For the last three or four weeks, that's all I've been concentrated on those two things. And they were really one. It was a combination that made two things, but they really were one together. And, and I just hunted for four weeks as hard as I could. And, and that was the goal is to work on that little bit of weakness, you know. Um, I guess like a bodybuilder, he's got a, you know, he, he's got this huge body, but his calves are weak and he spends more time on the calves than anything and it pays off. And that's kind of, that's kind of what, that's kind of how I look at it. What's the what's the weakness today, and what's going to keep me from winning this hunt? Because uh, you can't fix everything else, you know, in four weeks. You can't you can't build one in four weeks to win it. You got to have the foundation. So, what's our weakness? 
So let's take mm -hmm. our, our top weakness away and, and see where it takes us, you know? Yeah. Well, I noticed in the in kind of the pre-roll to the show last night, Josh was talking about the decision, I guess, uh, uh, Cody decided to hunt, uh, pleasure hunt one night there before the hunt. Uh, apparently you didn't. I don't remember if the tank dog hunted a pleasure night or not, but you chose not to hunt her, uh, letting her rest or just figured you were good where you were or any thoughts on that? No, Steve, it's not that. I, I'm a firm believer that if you, if, if you're not ready the night before, then you're not ready. That's just my thing. Mm -hmm. And, and we we were ready. I mean, we were ready. We, we'd worked hard on this deal and we were ready and, and it was there. Um, you know, Worked like clockwork from where I was yeah, sitting. And, yeah, it did. And, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it was one of them things that, uh, um, you know, we, we, the, the night before, I'm more paranoid on the night before hunts or the, the day before that about getting some freak deal happening. For example, running a stick through the, through the pole or, or getting mm -hmm. the cut on a rock or you know yeah. uh, something like that I'm, I'm a lot more paranoid about that than i am all right we got one more night to get them ready you know what i'm saying right. um now i've had some in the past like apollo was one you want to hunt the night before to knock the edge off but ladies not she's just you gotta know your dog some of them you need to uh but if you know your dog you know what you got like she'll man she'll i'm you might have seen on the video, I, I'm driving a big camper van now, you know. Yeah. I think she needed life's bread to team hunt out of. I mean, oh, to go yeah. to hunt some, not too much. It's, it's really, really, really cool. And uh, so that camper van, I got a, a big pad under the under the bed. The bed runs across the back, and there's a big pad under there. And where the door locks, it's got a little metal thing. And, and I just hook a cable to that, that metal thing, and it's about 10 or 12, 15 foot, and I hook it to her. And she will get out and use the bathroom if she needs to, and maybe get a drink of water. And she'll jump back in that camper like she's the tiredest old woman in the world. I mean, she'll just lay there. She laid there for two days, and the whole time <laughs> you're driving down the road, I look back and she's just laying in the laying in the floor back there, like she don't care, you know. And I can look at her and be like, "Man, is that thing dead?" I'll be like, "Lady, she'll pop her tail on the floor a couple times," or you know. And I'm like, well, I guess she's good. <laughs> and then when she's got to use the bathroom, if you're driving, she'll get up and she'll walk up through the middle. It's like, all right, we got to pull over. And she let her do a business and you open the door and she goes back and lays back down in the back, you know. Uh, yeah. So she's just a really unique animal and and it, she's real easy, real easy. How old is, is Lady now, Randy? Uh, I think if she turned five, John. Not yet. Not yet. No. Close to, she's close she's to full. Five, yeah. 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 Well, that's cool. Well, you touched on this a little bit earlier, John, and I'm, I've been at it here with you guys an hour and two minutes, and I, I asked for an hour, so I'm not going to, going to push it. But uh, you mentioned earlier, John, about you thought maybe Randy would want a breeder or whatever. Do you have any plans down that way uh, toward that end, Randy, or you guys? Oh, together? of course. Sure, sure, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about it every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. But uh, uh, she's due to be in heat. In heat, but uh, we're going to skip her here this this time, and uh, she's going to hunt the PKC World Hunt and whatever else John wants to hunt her in, and then we'll probably visit that a lot closer here in the in six months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I don't well, want to wait too long. Mo- I don't. I don't want to wait too long. I mean, uh, but I. I hate to, I hate to stop momentum, you know. Well, John, you were hunting a really nice female named Paige. Correct. And you made the decision apparently to breed her, correct? Well, so so I had Ashley Oxidown and, and Doug Galbert for partners, and right. And Doug, he don't care he whatever John wants to do, but actually, you know, he's. He's kind of more like Randy. He looks at heritage and lineage and, you know, and all that mm-hmm. good stuff a lot. And it makes a big difference to him. And he, he really wanted to breed her. And uh, I hunted her. And, you know, I won pro sport all the year last year, or year before last, I'd say, before Lady with her. Right. And, uh, and you know, when whenever the Lady come along, you know, I was pushing page, pushing page, pushing page, and we come down. It, I was really just trying to get Lady to where I felt comfortable, and hey, we can take over what Paige is already won because we won about a hundred thousand that year with her too, about the same money. Very, very similar female, just real coon dogs, and and so I was pushing her and hoping and saying, all right, Lady's going to fill this void, and and actually really wanted to breed her. And to be honest with you, my fault, and, and unless I'm wrong, when you when you breed one, it takes a lot out of them, and I just don't feel like they're other they're the same, and maybe it's Maybe it's me mentally and thinking, hey, you know, if she has a bad night, it ain't just a bad night. It's totally better, you know. So, so my deal with Ashley, I'm like, listen, when I when I breed this, when we breed this female, I'm, I'm probably done, you know. I'm I'm moving on, and and he wanted to breed her, and, and we did. She had nine pups, raised all nine of them, and and they're doing really good. There's, I mean, they're nine months old. I think like four of them's already got their money won, and uh, you know, lady is lady is taking that void and. And just last week, uh, headed to his hunt, I told Randy, I said, listen, I, I'm not stupid. I know that you're sitting there chomping at the bit wanting to breed this female. And I know she's fixing to come and heat any day. And, and you know, I just want to know where we're at. What, what are you thinking? And, and he says, hey, you're on a roll. Keep rolling. And, and uh, I got something right here behind, behind her. Uh, so, you know, I, it's kind of like I know the book. Is the, the last chapter is being written? I know that I'm not stupid, um, but I think the new chapter of the new book is just beginning. <laughs> you know, and it's just there. Yeah. The, the the introduction's already down there. It's in Pennsylvania, and I'm really excited to see. Hey, you know, because I, I just don't I don't know how. He, he, Randy's never told me anything that that wasn't true, or at least that I, I hadn't found anything that wasn't true. When he tells me something, you can about take it to the bank, and and he's got he's got something there, and he's been telling me, and I'm just sitting there going, man, how, you know how I I just don't get it. I'm from the show me state, but hey, <laughs> show me before, so I'm I'm waiting. He's going to show yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, lady, especially after this uh, this performance that we watched last night, it's going to have a lot of fans out there if she didn't already. And I'm I'm imagining that there's a lot of people out there that are glad to hear 
that you're not going to retire her right now and and breed her and give her a chance to get out there and, and do some more. Because she is an exciting little gal to watch. You know, you never, you just kind of basically, however the hunt's going, this is my perspective. No matter how the hunt's going, you just expect a little lull in the action and John saying, you got me over here and, and tree lady, you know, you just got that feeling it's going to happen at any time with her. And, uh, she's just a lot of fun to watch, you know, uh, one of the most, Memorable times I've had coon hunting in all my many years was watching her tree, um, you know, make two trees in a bad, windy, rainy night when she's eight months old and have two coons each time at about 400 to 500 yards away, you know. And I said, man, she's special. She's got a future. Well, I had no way of knowing that, but... uh, I'm as a lady fan. I'm glad to hear that you're going to give her a little more time out there. Really. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope she's still got another win or two in her up here. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah. Well, fellas, uh, have I missed anything? Is there a memory from this experience, John, the hunt, something, a story? Uh, I noticed you and Jed sparring a little bit last night over that. <laughs> which was funny, added uh, a good a new dimension. I thought the video coverage was excellent, the best that I've seen so far on a coon hunt, and I think probably bring, bringing Ben Sheets in. Uh, I think Ben's a Pennsylvania boy, isn't he, Randy? You? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know him. He's from Eastern PA somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's done some podcast, podcasting. Uh, through W uh, Hunting Supply Network, where we we are. I want to mention this real quick for my listeners. Uh, I'm still with W Hunting Supply and on their platform, but we've gone out on our own, so to speak. In uh, it's always been a little trouble, a little difficult to find this podcast because you have to go to the W Hunting Supply. Uh, podcast and their platform and go down through their schedule. Now you can just go to Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or wherever, search Gone to the Dogs or Steve Fielder, and it'll pop right up for you. So we're kind of a standalone, but yet we're still with the same organization. But anyway, I thought the production was really good last night, really good. Yeah, have you guys taken the, t- have you taken the time to watch it, John? I, I did, um, so I came home after hunting last night and, and watched it, uh, okay. and I thought the production was very good. I thought, I, I looked at that, and I'm like, surely I'm not that fat. I cannot be fat out of shape, because I really look on that camera, and I hope I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Ray, uh, Randy told me. I didn't notice anything about that, but I thought Suzanne looked great. Yeah, hey, she definitely brightened up the show. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, that's one of the greatest parts of all this is I've totally won her over. She's on my side. So we're, we're things are really good now. <laughs> yeah. It it was it was all good. I, I enjoyed it very much, and and you know I always way back I did a TV show with ESPN out at Clarksville, Arkansas. 
and uh, they had it. It ran around the country for for a while at the PKC hunt out there. And I always wanted us to have a bigger presence out there in the media. You know, our sport, as you say, John, the crumbs. You know, that's all we've ever gotten before is the crumbs. But I think we're coming. It looks like, yeah, you know. I, I, I think so. This is this like the, the coverage they do of the um, the tournament of champions and everything is you know there's I, I would say there's people that you know that w- would have never even thought about being interested in coon hunting or competition coon hunting have watched it you know and it's yeah. it's got to be got to be great that you know maybe landowners you know get to see it and they see that you know these are you know these are stand up guys out there you know that are just you know, training world-class dogs that are, have a lot of value. And there's, there's, I don't see anything negative at all about it. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Thoughts on that, John? Did we lose John again? <laughs> I think we did. I, I, think, I think we did. Well, we, we've, we've heard enough from him anyway. That's enough of that. <laughs> Well, I wonder. I wondered why he didn't say anything whenever I said I won Suzanne over because he's on my side. You know, when when he when right. he gets to picking on me, she's 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 piping up in the background. So okay. Well, hold on good. real quick, and I'll see if I can get him back for a parting shot, and we'll wind this thing up. Okay. All right. Oh, just yep. for just a second. Friends, with technology being what it is, we were unable to retrieve the last part of our conversation today with Randy Smith and John Strickland. I do promise you that I'll get these fellows back on the podcast because no doubt they'll be continuing their winning ways uh, anywhere there are big purses to be won. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our podcast today with the owners and handler of Lone Pine Lady, the 20, I guess this is the 2024 Joy Super Hunt winner. Um, I've got some exciting news for the podcast that I want to leave with you just before we um, close for this episode. Uh, I'll be bringing a new sponsor aboard. Now, of course, we'll continue to be sponsored by and made possible by the good folks at W Hunting Supply. Buddy Woodbury has renewed his confidence in this podcast and has uh, assured me that we'll go forward and bigger and better is the plan. So we're certainly looking forward to that. One of the things that has been done is this: the podcast has been set out as its own entity. Uh, you can now uh, find us by simply going into any of the uh, searching of uh, the uh, podcast providing apps like Spotify or Apple uh, Podcast or any of those, and simply search "Gone to the Dogs" or Steve Fielder. And you'll find us. So that'll make it a little easier for you. We'll still remain part of the W Hunting Supply team. And I'm looking forward to working with some new and some familiar faces uh, or voices uh, in the days and months to come. So that's exciting. 
The new sponsor that we will be bringing aboard uh, is very exciting. It's a name that's like a household word in coon hunting, and I don't want to spill the beans just yet, but within a couple of weeks we should be announcing this new sponsor. Exciting stuff for sure. Now, on March 14th, 15th, and 16th, uh, I'll be up at the American Plot Association Breed Days in Greenville, Tennessee. I'll have, um, I haven't talked to the powers that be yet to know whether there will be a booth set up, but I will have my equipment with me, and I hope to do some interviews while there, and mainly just enjoy uh, the good fellowship that's always the the, uh, cornerstone of that event. Uh, When you have good weather, there's nothing finer than that facility sits back uh, in front of a backdrop of a majestic mountain where uh, bear hunting takes place on a regular basis. And uh, the APA has had the foresight to venture out into the world of coon hunting uh, by offering uh, uh, night hunts and bench shows. And so my partner, Mark Miller, will be there. And uh, I'll be uh, staying with the group uh, headed by Bill Scheninger, and I appreciate that very much from from Bill. And uh, we're just looking forward to seeing a lot of you at American Plot Association Breed Days in Greenville, Tennessee. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode, folks. We appreciate so much you listening. And and as we watch the download numbers climb, uh, we just are so thankful for you and uh, your support of this podcast. If anyone asks you where Steve Fielder these days, well, the answer is simple. As always, he's gone to the dogs. Mm-hmm.